This episode is sponsored by Better Help. What is the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your life? Oh, the first thing I just thought was, oh, I'm going to need more than an hour to fit that stuff in. But I, the fact is, a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. I know that is for me. That's a big thing, uh, especially as you get older. <laughs> um, and the question, you know, time for what? What would you do? Would it actually make you feel better? What is it that you feel you're missing? In order, you know, that that would make it better. Um, and and one of the ways to sort of help figure out that out is, is therapy. It can help you find out what matters most to you so you can do more of it or focus on what it is that you're spending your time on that that maybe isn't giving you that that sort of fulfilling experience. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of times people talk about therapy or they talk about mental health or they, it's about uh, trauma or it is about, you know, like like a, a great amount of pain or anything. And those things are all very valid and everything. But also, you know, in some ways there's stumbling blocks. Uh, there is sort of a, a, something indefinable that you're having a hard time getting to that maybe is stopping you from feeling as confident as you can, as good as you can. And, you know, therapy uh, is, is one way to go after that. If you are thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, is designed to, be, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. You may switch therapists at any time you like for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You are listening to Goodfellas Minute 101. I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Hello, welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture Goodfellas one worrying minute at a time. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Hello. And Ron Richards. Hello, let me rub my nose. And joining us this week is our special guest, Vice President and Executive Editor at Marvel Entertainment, Ryan Panagos. That is a very... Long title. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that happened. So is becoming a VP at a Disney-owned company the closest to getting made that you can get? <laughs> you know what? I didn't, I've never thought of it that way, but uh, it's, it's pretty close. They, they open the books and they let you in. <laughs> yeah. Did they I give can you do whatever Disney, I want. Did they give you a Disney name? Well, I, I mean, I have the, <laughs> the Agent M name sort of oh, yeah, I guess so. follows me from place to place. Do, uh, does someone have to die for you to get your next promotion? Is that how that works? Kind of. I mean, yeah. you know, that's the corporate ladder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, welcome, Ryan. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. I enjoy the program, and I particularly like how you guys call it a picture every episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, this picture minute begins with Stax is still dead on the floor in his pool of blood, and it ends with they're opening up the books. <laughs> um, my, uh, there's a lot of good stuff in this minute, but uh, I particularly enjoyed Jimmy. Saying, eh, where are the FBI going to go? Where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? When he's looking around, when he's looking around, right? Yeah. Because Henry shows up all worried because Stax's body has been found and the FBI is all over the place. Yep. Well, so, so Henry's arrival, and I, I alluded to it earlier, upon walking in, there is the most obvious 
hey, this guy's on coke gesture ever. <laughs> right? I mean, like, they make, I mean, and I get understand why they do, but they make a point for him to, as he's walking in, to be rubbing his nose. And it's like, yeah, okay, it's we a, get it. it. Yeah, it's a movie. They communicate <laughs> ideas in it. Well, no, I, I just, actually, I just got that he was stressful. Like, like he was stressed out, you know, and he's, he, you know, he, like, he's sort of never like that. Oh, he's, no, no. Watch them, watch them, watch the maneuver. He, hand goes to the nose, and he breathes out, and he uses both his fingers to wipe the nostrils twice. Well, did mm-hmm. he just come out of the bathroom? No, he came into the place. He doesn't want Jimmy to know that he's doing coke. Right. All that says true. to me is that it's the 70s. Well, yeah, but still. <laughs> it's well, unusual that Jimmy's not. If, you know, watching the movie very recently all the way through and then watching these minutes or this minute that was immediately one of the things that i targeted like to have you guys devised a drinking game for how many times henry touches his nose because of the drugs because by the last three quarter you know quarter of the movie it's a lot it's a lot it's almost as if he's addicted almost (laughs) yeah (laughs) we do not have a drinking game but we we should because there's a lot we have the we have the drinking game, which is which has fallen off a little bit of when De Niro does an angry side look. Yes, which like we got a lot say of. Something. We got a lot of in the past two weeks, and I feel like we didn't capitalize on those. Well, oh, that's a that's our that's our that's fault. our fault. That's our fault. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are letting everybody down. Before we get past it, the minute starts like the the minute actually starts with Stax's bloody dead body, and it was very jarring for me. Coming in right on that minute. We, we like, spent 10 oh. seconds looking at it last week. So. <laughs> yeah, no, but like from a, from a get-go point, you just get a pool of blood and dead oh. stacks. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. poor stacks. Shirt tucked into his underwear. It's a nice composition, though. you got to give him that. Yeah. Yes. There's no dignity in that death. Yeah, none. It was green no. pants. Green pants. Also, that girl's lost in the apartment somewhere still. <laughs> Where did she go? <laughs> so, so Henry shows up. And he's addled on cocaine, probably, and he, he's so his energy is very high, and he runs into Jimmy and Tommy, who are about as calm as you can be, and they and, just want him to have a drink. Happy. And, and I, wonder, I wonder if his, either he's upset by Stax getting murdered or being addled by the cocaine or the fact that it is December, but he is, in fact, wearing two coats. Well, he's wearing a long overcoat, and he's wearing a very tacky leather jacket underneath that. Can you just mark that down for the <laughs> nickname section? <laughs> two coats. Just hang on to that. Henry, two coats. I'm making Don't. a note. I'm making a note. Yeah. Well, Ron, you, you, you said happy. And that was, that was something that I picked up on is like Jimmy and Tommy, there was just, they, they seemed jovial. They seemed like. They're laughing. Fun, right? Nice. They just seem like nice fellas right there. Yep. Good fellas, if you will. And also to tie into that, so the 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 song in this scene, now we transitioned from the Bells of St. Mary in the last couple of minutes, and, and Josh, this is an observation you've made a lot. The music is back to early 60s doo-wop, yeah, right? It's, it's like the good, good times, happy. you know? You know so now. This is the last time we're going to see them happy. Yeah. For, yeah. So for now, the, uh, this song happens to be a band called Vito and the Salutations, which, which was an Italian-Irish-Jewish... Whoa. <laughs> Doo-wop group from the early '60s from New York. So just a New York group. Then. Yes, it is a New York really group. Italian, Irish, and Jewish, and they're from New York. Yep, exactly. Oh. Um, <laughs> and and this is actually. Do you guys, did, now? Did you guys look this up? Do you know what song this is? What do you think the answer to that question is, Ron? Okay, the answer to the question you specifically is, said you'd do this song. Yeah, so you I, said I, you had the music. Well, no, but so I don't know I if you look it up. up. <laughs> I don't want to ruin. This is this is Unchained Melody. Really? Yes. Vito and the Salutations recorded. They had a hit in the summer of 1963 with an up-tempo version of Unchained Melody, which reached number 66 on the hit parade and was their biggest hit ever. 
and this was actually came out before the Righteous Brothers version of Unchained Melody that we all know and love, which is much slower, which came Inspector. out which came out in 1965. Mm. So there you go. So a little 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 doo-wop. And and if you go, if you search on YouTube and search for Vito and the Salutations, there's a fantastic VHS transfer of them performing <laughs> this song, and it's like all track the trackings off, and it's all it's like from the 80s. It's like from some some reunion, and it's fantastic. So I, I advise you to go check that out. That is a great and awful name. <laughs> Vito and the salutations. Like at the one hand, I'm like, well, that's I've never heard anything like that. That's great. On the other hand, I was like, that does not look good on on an album cover. It's just yep. hello. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they were a, they were a band from 1961 to 67, and then they had they, then they performed a reunion concert at Hunter College in 71. Of course, they just they waited did. four years to reunite. <laughs> that's it's like LCD. Someone sounds. really needed money. I know. Yeah, you gotta call Vinny. Yeah. I have this minute paused as uh, Jimmy's putting his arm around Henry to make him take a drink. And there's a wonderful carbone silhouette in the foreground. Oh, yes. Yeah. His yeah. hair and nose highlighted by the by the cardboard boxes in the background. It's just it's great. It's good carbone. They are very happy. They're, t- they're drinking. It's like they, uh, Tommy's got the pointed collar. It's like old time. I, I like that. Well, at this point, then you clearly like Jimmy is saying you have to have a drink. Right. Yeah. Have a drink. He says that you cannot turn him down. He stopped. Have a drink. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Have a drink. Have a drink. I would like to have seen the non-drinking Josh of a few years ago try to turn Jimmy down for a drink. It's basically the same as the guy who got me to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Now, have you guys pinpointed what their, like, have a drink beverage of choice is? Like, what is the go-to at this point? Can you you pinpoint? Okay. Yeah, that's a They did a shot. So it's got to, yeah, it's got to be cutty, I I would imagine. Yeah. We've had a lot of discussion about the green... Creme de menthe. Creme de menthe, which is what we think it is, but we're not sure. Mm. There's a lot of discussion in general if you decide to start looking that kind of thing up, just for your information. <laughs> <laughs> so Henry takes the shot, and they go back to the double doors room, and, and that's where uh, Jimmy does the, what, what are they going to find? What are they going to find? What are they going to what are they gonna, what are they gonna look for? Oddly calm Jimmy. Oddly calm and hunched. It's very yeah. hunched. Yeah. It's very different, though, than every other Jimmy that we see post-Lufthansa. Yep. Like, it's the only time that he's happy about it. He's not worried about anything. And when Henry comes in, Henry's... I don't think Henry's worried about stacks. Henry's worried that that will... Well, the heat's coming back down. To the FBI's everywhere, yeah. yeah. So, and it's also interesting that Henry doesn't... didn't Just like we talked about, we don't know... We don't think Carbone knew that that was going to happen, that, that stacks was going to get killed. Henry clearly didn't know it was going to no. happen. No, Which is Henry's out of the loop kind of at this point. A lot. He's, he's <laughs> off yeah. on his own. He's got his own enterprises running. He's not really involved in the day-to-day like he was before. He's going to have a lot of things explained to him later. (laughs) Even still, I think him being out of the loop and all that stuff also sort of kind of mirrors that he's not quite like them. He's not nearly as violent as Tommy. He's not nearly as, I don't know, scheming and vicious as Jimmy. He's one of them, but he's not quite. I would say that that is the version of of him in this movie. Yes. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, you always remember it's the unreliable narrator. Yeah, like, it's from his, the one it's his point of view, story. right? Yeah. Well, but this is also a movie version, right? So almost none of these characters yeah. are using their real names. So, in this, Henry is. Yeah, but he's, he's, a, he's a rat, though. He's one of the few. I mean, this, so in this world, <laughs> this is you know this. this Henry. <laughs> oh, I, I just listened to a, an interview. I didn't think it'd be you, open. Josh. I didn't think it'd be you who would turn on the snitches. <laughs> he's a rat. I thought it'd no, be Ron no, for but, sure. There's an interview I just heard with Ray Liotta. He was on Fresh Air. And she goes, can I, I know it's been, uh, you get asked about, can I talk to you about Goodfellas? Like, she was just so excited to talk to you about Goodfellas. He was like, sure. 
he said that Henry Hill called him about a month after the movie came out and wanted to meet him. And he like sent him to this bowling alley in the valley, you know, and he didn't know what the hell was going to go there. And, and Henry just said, thanks for not making me look like a scumbag. And Ray, Ray Liotta was like, did you see the movie? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he was concerned about that. It's all perspective. It's all yes. perspective. Yeah. yeah. So. so when Tommy comes gliding in, my note is calm Tommy is terrifying. Walking this on is, air. This is also a Tommy we haven't really seen very much. He's not agitated. He's not angry. He just sort of glides in like nothing's wrong. And he's just like, what is he about to do? This was my feeling. So the calm is very unnerving, but that when he kisses... When he, when he does the kiss on the cheek mm-hmm. and he grabs him, I was like, ugh. It's, a, ten- it's was, a tender, wet kiss. I was actually thinking, because it's, it's no, it, it is no secret that the Josh Connor and I are all very, very good friends. And Ryan, I can, you, you're a very good friend. I think we should grab each other's heads and kiss on the cheek more. You could, you could that kiss was slow and you could hear it. <laughs> really like, like, like next time I see you, Ryan, I'm just gonna grab the back of your neck and kiss you on the cheek and go, hey, got, it's good to see you. You know, you gotta come in real slow too. Like, <laughs> you gotta glide into the room like you're on, uh, like you're on one of those hoverboards. But no hesitation. <laughs> Never wonder. Oh, is this gonna happen now? You have to know what's gonna happen. Tom, but here's the, but they're gonna, they're gonna make Tommy a boss. Yep. And I don't know if that's a person who needs more authority. All right. Well, that discussion's tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk more about that tomorrow. Exactly. What's well, interesting in general, though, this and this is going to be the theme for the whole week, is that the events of this week and probably the week after are all muddled. Yes. In terms of what happened in real life. Yep. Mm. The major death that's going to come up was I think it was the first one, wasn't it? Before even the Lufthansa deaths. Which one? The major death that's coming. Okay. Okay. Yep. Happened before all the Lufthansa people started dying. Huh. Oh, as right. Far yeah, as what you're I, right. I read in the book. Yeah, you're right. You are right. Yep. Well, we'll get sure. to the Latanza deaths in, in another week. Yeah, we're not but, there yet. Yeah, I mean, next week. It, yeah, I can't. I can't even think about it. They're moving a lot of these, a lot of this around. I think for the sake of the movie storytelling. Sure, sure. Um, I think yeah. If you go back and read the book Wise Guy, you see the sequential, the, the, the when things happen and where things happen and things like that. Again, keep in mind that this is not even like they had the Christmas party, but the Christmas party was like December thirteenth. It, like it, it's not even Christmas yet. Stacks. Stax was was his his funeral was in real life was Christmas Eve. Right. So, you know, like but in the movie it feels like more time has passed. And like I, I don't know if that's because Henry came in because Henry wasn't aware or what was going on, but it definitely feels like time is moving faster than it did in real life. Mm-hmm. Which is right. interesting because normally in movies it feels like time's going faster than in real life. So it's it's kind of the reverse here. <laughs> so at one point Jimmy says to Henry, Guess what? And I think it would have been fun if they just kept going with that. It's like, you get a new car? No, no, keep going. And they're just, and Tommy starts to get really mad with them. Guess again! And they're just yelling, like, that would have been a valid choice for these guys, I think. He didn't, he didn't even let him guess once, though. I was a little disappointed. I, I have to go back to Connor and agree that the Jimmy looking around <laughs> really might, like, I know we talk about how great De Niro is in this, but this is some prime De Niro. Where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? Yeah, where are they going to go? Yeah. And he's hunched over. That's oh. almost my note for the entire week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I noticed the hunch, which I guess is his way of showing he's getting older. Maybe but, you know he you know he used to be the peacock of the group and now he's sort of old man. Well, he was well, he's, he's, he's going to peacock right. a little later on this week, so I, I'm not going to I'm not too worried about Jimmy. Right. So you know the big news is that they're opening up the books for Tommy, which uh, I'm sure Ron can. We, we've already discussed how what that means, so we can probably discuss it again. But the fun fact for this episode is that according to Nielsen BookScan, there were 571 million paper books sold in 2015, <laughs> which is up. From 559 million, so sales are up. I'm sure that this is a number that Ryan knew about. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I keep track of the books. Or Josh knows books, I hear. So. Yeah, or Josh, even. Yeah, yeah. I knew that. I didn't know the number, but I knew that the books were up. I knew that. <laughs> There's one little note that I want to I want to add aside from the fun fact, but looking in at the wise guy and looking at this time period, and apparently after Christmas, Henry tells a story that Jimmy uh, had had sent Henry down to Florida to deal with some uh, bad cocaine deal, and Henry went to meet the guy in Fort Lauderdale in a bar called the Green Lantern Lounge. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, so I thought, I thought uh, giving the comics uh, our guest, you might enjoy the fact that there was a Green Lantern Lounge in Fort Lauderdale in 1978. And I wonder, if it, I wonder if it was decorated with, like, hard-traveling heroes, Hal Jordan, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, definitely, Rob. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. <laughs> I know there's a Green Lantern, like, insurance place somewhere in upstate New York. Yes, I used to pass it on the bus yep. when I'd go to yep. college. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was irrelevant to this program. It was, yeah. Sorry. Do so we have any more notes for this minute? I don't. The fuck count is zero. Before we finish, I wanted to say that there's also, in that whole exchange right there, the way that Henry, when he absorbs that, he yeah. says, Tommy, in this gonna, way. They're going to make you? Yeah. Yep. It, was, it was like he was all nervous. He came in. He was frantic. It was all this going on. They couldn't calm him down with their, you know, their happiness. But this one little bit of news, and it's just... A wave of love and happiness that that Henry. It was just. It was a really simple, but a really good read. On, would you on that Would you stuff. say that his reaction is almost euphoric? Maybe. Could it be, <laughs> the, dr- that could be the drugs? Could it be the drugs? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think so. I don't. I, I don't feel like it was a coke was, reaction. Yeah. No. I. All right. No, I agree with you. It's a great read. The way the way Ray Liotta pulls that off with the the happiness to, of hearing that news. He's got another one of those coming up this week that I actually called out too. Which is interesting because I've spent a lot of the movie saying that like I can't get a read on him because he's in my mind I'm saying it's because he's playing a liar, but I can't tell if he's like a good liar at some point or a bad liar or where he's really coming from. Which I think works for the movie, but there's a couple in, in this like he's genuine, he's like authentic a couple times in this week, which is interesting. Yeah, well, he's a good actor. All right, so that's it for minute 101. You can tune in tomorrow for minute 102. Until then, check us out on Twitter at GoodfellasMin. And on Instagram and Facebook at Goodfellas Minute. And you can find all of our episodes at goodfellasminute.com. Ryan, where can people find you? Uh, on the Twitter, I'm Agent M. And uh, I do a podcast called This Week in Marvel. What's that about? <laughs> pizza. I love pizza. Tell me about tacos. The tacos are over. It's pizza that's, now. That's just for the people at home. This is the real shit. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> Uh, to support the show, go to uh, patreon.com slash gfm or go to goodfellasminute.com slash support where you can shop via Amazon. And if you go to patreon.com, you can uh, get your own mob nickname, which we'll be giving out on Friday's show. We'll be opening up the books for two more patrons. So we look forward to that on Friday. And if you have any questions or anything of note, if you grew up with Ron and you have a funny story, you can email us at contact at goodfellasminute.com. And uh, until tomorrow, goodbye. Or will I go? From a rags to return, my fate is on.